Hi, I'm Billy Glosson, lead pastor of Coram Deo Church in Morganton, North Carolina, and you're listening to the Coram Deo Podcast, a place to engage with sermons, devotionals, prayer, and everything else we're doing at Coram Deo. Thanks for listening. We are in 2 Timothy. We're going to be in chapter 3 in verse 16. Just as a side note, 2 Timothy is an absolutely incredible book of the Bible. Um, I would love to, and I even thought about doing the pastoral epistles, so we're in the book of Titus as a church. I thought about what if we did First and 2 Timothy and then Titus kind of as a collection, but man, it would have just been a really long time kind of going through some very similar material, and so alas, we are not. But we are landing the plane in Titus this week, and then next week we will be launching into a new sermon series called Rebuild, where we're studying the book of Nehemiah. And I'm pretty excited about that, and I know some folks are as well. So that's something that we're going to be looking at. But this morning we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3 at a very well-known passage, verse 16. So let me read it to you. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. We'll go down to verse 17. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I love, love this passage. Because if ever you wanted to see a passage for why should we read the Bible, bam, right there. Because there's just this robust richness to God's Word. Now, this morning, as well as the last few mornings, we've been talking a lot about spiritual disciplines, right? So on Monday, we talked about the idea of what does it look like to preach the gospel to ourselves. On Wednesday, we looked at the idea of how to pray, specifically praying that God's will be done in our life, that His kingdom come over and above our kingdom. And today, I want to look at the idea of why we read the Bible. And I, I, I want to briefly, I will at the end, talk about some resources you can utilize to make Bible reading easier but I also or more accessible, but I want to kind of give you more of the why before I give you the how. So God's Word is something that is such a gift to us, it's a gift of grace. So here are just six quick reasons why I think we should read the Bible. The first is this, it contains God's will for our lives. So what I mean by that is God has left us with his word. In and through the gospel, we get this incredible story of Jesus. And when Jesus departs, he says, it's better if I go so that the helper may come. And we see here that all scripture is breathed out by God. So the scripture is quite literally inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you and I as believers, which means that when we read God's word, we are hearing directly from God and that we have the amazing, incredible power of the Holy Spirit indwelling us to help us to comprehend and understand God's word, God's will for our lives. Each and every single one of these passages, yes, we understand them contextually. We know that, you know, the, the letter of 2 Timothy is written to Timothy, who's in Ephesus. And we want to understand that context, but we also see principles that are true for our life each and every single day. The second thing is this, it's nourishment. Okay, so um, Jesus compares the Word of God to sustenance, saying that we can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, the Word of God 
to a believer is like food. Now, I joke, but yesterday Hannah was waiting for me to get back from the office. I was sermon prepping, working on a lot of different stuff, and Hannah was like, hey, um, when you coming home? Because I'm hungry. And I got into a phone call, thought I was going to be heading out sooner, and before you knew it, I was running late, and Hannah calls me and is like, hey, just uh, check Life360 and see you haven't left the office yet. I am hungry. I'm going to start eating without you, right? We get a little hangry when we haven't had the food that we need. And I think the same is true spiritually, but the, the tragic reality is many of us as believers are malnourished. We do not consume the Word of God on a daily basis. We are kind of at best trying to live off of what we got from Sunday throughout the week, and that's just not at all what God has intended or desired for us. He desires that we would walk daily in communion with Him and that we would hear from Him each and every single day from His Word. So that's the second thing. The third thing is the Bible gives us discernment. And so I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12 gives us another really, oh, sorry, Hebrews 4. I was already there and I flipped over the wrong place. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God helps us to know ourselves better than we know ourselves. It exposes and reveals to us places in which we put our trust over and above the Lord. Places in which maybe we are kind of just missing the mark or, or ways in which we desperately need to lean on and trust the Lord. It helps us to make wise decisions to know like, hey, is this something I should be doing or shouldn't be doing? Is this something that's productive or good for my time? The Word of God helps us to have discernment. The other thing is the, the Bible instructs us in righteousness, right? Psalms 119 says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. That God's word helps us to understand what it looks like to live as righteous. And so we understand that Christ gives us his righteousness, right? We don't make ourselves righteous, but the word of God shows us what it looks like to walk in step with Jesus, to be one who is clothed in righteousness. Galatians 5 tells us that these are the fruits of the Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That if we have all these things, right, if we're reading God's Word, these things start to be kind of become more natural for us as we are consuming, taking in, internalizing the Word of God. Here's another huge thing. God's Word has the power to overcome. So Hannah and I, you know, as we're processing each day, as we're kind of wrestling through, working through things, the other morning we were talking about some different stuff, and she just quoted Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There, There is a richness of the courage that God speaks when the spirit that inspired the word of God speaks to the same spirit of God that dwells us and causes us to take courage, right? Even that's what 2 Timothy is actually all about, is Paul is writing Timothy, asking him to be courageous. And we see that the, the word of God gives us this incredible power to be courageous. But not only that, when we look to the example of Jesus, right, where Jesus is in the garden, or not in the garden, in temptation, in the wilderness. 
and the enemy is just kind of throwing temptation left and right at Jesus. How does Jesus respond each and every single time? Do you remember, Hannah? With the word. Yeah. He quotes scripture. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, again, that's not the sole reason we look to the temptation of Jesus. There's, there's depth there beyond that. But just that one example shows us that there is power in knowing the Word of God and in being in the Word of God that helps us to fight and overcome sin. And then finally, the Word of God is full of God's promises. This is what Revelation 2.7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. We have this great eternal hope that one day we will be with him. Now, I talked a little, a lot about the why. Let me kind of take this point and bleed it into the how. One of the things that we've done, you can go back and look at some of our devotionals, is we've talked about the idea of reading God's Word and looking for three things. Presence, power, and promises. When we read God's Word in that way, it becomes alive to us. It becomes just an amazing gift of grace where we see that God is present with us as His people. <clears throat> he is powerful as He works among us, and His promises are there for us right here, right now. But there are other great resources available to you as well, and I kind of want to just make them known. So the other day I talked about a field guide for daily prayer. Um, and there is what the church has historically used for a long time called the lectionary, which is kind of what Hannah is at more so now, where this is churches, again, across denominations, utilize this sort of Bible reading plan. And that's a great way that you can find yourself in God's Word each and every single day. Another thing is Bible reading plans, some really great ones out there. Um, there's the Read Scripture app, which is a phenomenal resource. There's the Dwell app which is another great resource. Both of those are kind of more of a digital way to get you in God's Word. There is really um, light Bible reading plans and really intense Bible reading plans like the Read the Bible in 90 Days or Bible Eater that you can look online on Google, get the, the resource, and you have it right in front of you. Personally, my favorite way to read Scripture is twofold. I like to spend time where I study specific passages, right? Like I, I do prep for sermons or community group, and I'm really diving deep, or maybe even just personal study, things that I want to particularly know on a subject or book of the Bible. But on a daily basis, the thing that gives me the most joy is just being with the Lord. And so I utilize a resource called the Community Bible Reading Journal, so the CBR Journal. And this is something that we had uh, for our people, and so a lot of you have a copy of this. And here's what's great about the Community Bible Reading Journal. So if you're like me, you wake up in the morning and you're a little groggy and you want to like, you know, get in the Word of God, you wake yourself up a little bit, and it can be cumbersome when you're doing something like Bible Eater, where you've got, you know, a ton of chapters to read and you're just kind of blitzing through it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to read God's Word in that way. Um, it's not that that's bad. I've definitely done plans where I've read, you know, through the Bible, and that's been fantastic. But I've never had as much joy as when I'm doing the CBR, and here's why. Twofold. One, it is simple. You read one chapter from the Old Testament, one chapter from the New Testament. You start by just kind of acknowledging where you're at. God, this has been a difficult season. I'm feeling lonely. Um, I miss people. 
you know, whatever it may be that you're going through. And then after you acknowledge that, you read. You read the Old Testament, you read the New Testament. And then you respond to God's Word um, by doing what's called acts. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Adoration, praising God for who He is, what He's done. Confession, where are the areas in which the passage kind of revealed some things that you're, you may be struggling with, maybe some sin in your life that you need to confess to the Lord. Thanksgiving, how has this passage revealed the goodness of Jesus and the hope of the gospel, and how do you want to thank Him for that? And then supplication, how can um, you be praying for the Holy Spirit to transform you in certain ways? And this ends with, what's the thing from these passages that really kind of just stirred my soul? And what you're encouraged to do is not only record that in the journal, but reach out to those in your community and let them know, like, hey, this is something that God's Word said to me. Now, the reason I think that's significant is we desperately need the Word of God. And again, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know where to go, there's a lot of great resources, several that I just mentioned that you could look up. You could just start going through the Gospels, just flip over to Matthew and just start reading. There's lots of ways that you can jump into God's Word. But what really makes God's Word just take root in our hearts is when we allow God's Word to be manifested in the context of community. You see, God does not make us to be completely and totally isolated. That's partly why the season's been so difficult. He's made us for one another. He's called us together to be a part of His body, the church. And so when we share in God's Word, when we share in fellowship of that, it enriches and enlivens us. Because the things that Hannah sees from the same passage are not the same things that I see. And so when we speak to each other and we're communicating about what God is revealing through His Word, man, it makes God's Word come to life. And there's richness and goodness and depth and beauty to it. Now, that's my preference. But here's what I would say, just as earnestly as I can. Wherever you're at, whatever your preferred method, man, please be in God's Word. It is so easy for us to get out of routine and practice especially in a season like this. It's so easy for us to just kind of go about the monotony of each and every single day without coming first to the Word of God to give us life, to give us presence, power, promises, to give us truth, to give us joy, to give us hope, to challenge us. We desperately need the Word of God. It is a gift of grace to you and I. If it's ever been ominous to you, if perhaps you're even hearing this and it still feels ominous to you, man, I would love to help in any way I can. Feel free to email me, billy at cornbonc.com or private message us here on Facebook. We'd love to just, again, offer you some resources that I think could help. But more than anything, I think the thing that's going to make God's Word come to life for you is to just open it, pray, and ask the Lord to make Himself known and start reading. Not everything's going to make sense. Some of it's going to be difficult. Some of it's going to require further study and context. But so often God meets us, even still, just by His Spirit and the Word in front of us. All right, that's what I got for us this morning. Just want to encourage you guys to be in the Word of God, to be trusting in Him, especially throughout these, again, odd times. So let's take some time to pray together. And if you have any specific needs, things that we can be praying about, you can head over to quorumdeonc.com forward slash prayer. You'll find our prayer guide there as well as a place that you can put prayer requests in. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Lord God, we're so thankful that you have given us your word, that your word is good for our souls, that your word is 
good for us, Lord, to grow us, to shape us, to challenge us. God, I pray that we would be a people who would walk in step with you, who would know you, who would trust you, who would live in the grace and mercy that you have given us in Jesus. Lord, we're so thankful that you've not left us to our own, but you've given us the body of Christ, the word of God, and your very spirit to dwell within us. We pray all this with confidence in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Quorum Deo podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or our website, quorumdeonc.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for a bigger picture inside the life of the church. Grace and peace be with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.